Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 108 minutes to quarantine Iteration. failure. Master caution. Zero. Reset. Three. No current alarms. Three. Vault temperature One. within normal parameters. Two. Vault pressure Zero. within normal parameters. One. Vault humidity Five. within normal parameters. Two. Vault integrity test Two. report secured. Zero. Zero. Talk show. We'll do it live! Station uplink. Enter three two. I'm Sergeant Drano, and you're listening to a communication from Station 7, or The Door. Station 7 is a sociological experiment in progress for members of the Dharma Initiative and fans of Lost and The Walking Dead, so we're going to go ahead and open up our lines for anyone who wants to communicate. Opening communications channel. Waiting. Waiting. Well, Lost is over. Satellite uplink established. But it turns out, Damon and Carlton's prediction was true. What's really fun is to actually have a character back who is dead, but isn't really dead. When someone dies on Lost, they're dead. And that's really it. Like, we're not trying to be sneaky and they're going to come back as a zombie. Or... You're seven, you're going to regret that zombie comment. I am, I am really going <laughs> to regret that. Your seven is actually, the subtitle is Lost Zombies. <laughs> and it's just everybody who we've killed off over the years coming back and trying to eat Every call will be like, it'll be like Stephen King's When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. So today we're going to react to episode 67 of the hit series on AMC, The Walking Dead. The title of the episode is Conquer. We'll rate the episode, give our initial thoughts, critique things a bit, and follow that up with the Walker of the Week, Roger Ward, and our survival scenario. Next, we'll make some predictions for what we think might happen next season at this point. Now, these predictions will be spoiler-free and will not make any reference to the comic book series The Walking Dead is based on. Finally, we'll compare and contrast between the TV series and the comics in our three-minute spoilers section. So without further ado, let's get to it. But first, a word from our sponsors. This week's episode is sponsored by the amazing Chinese shovel. Think it's just a shovel? No! It slices, dices, digs, picks, parries, pliers, screws, hammers. It's the only tool you'll ever need. Much more than a shovel. It's the amazing Chinese shovel. So, uh, so let's see who we've got on the line tonight. 
Incoming transmission from Brian. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Doing fine. How about you tonight? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. I heard you were going to be late, fine. but you're here right at the beginning. It's it's great. Well, I, I didn't leave work until almost 9.15, so I was like, you know, I want to see where they're going to be. I'm like, and then I get here, like, and I had problems getting on talk to you, and then I'm listening to all you, and I'm like, these no bitches haven't even started yet. But I do <laughs> have one thing to say. Happy yes. birthday, John. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, it's a slightly early, but close enough. My actual oh, birthday. Today. Tomorrow, tomorrow. My, my actual birthday 1st. is, of course, March 32nd. <laughs> so, April 1st. Uh, we'll, we'll probably be on this call long enough to make it to midnight. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's optimism or pessimism. <laughs> it's, it's me just jabbing. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my ribs. Oh. <laughs> uh, Okay, let's uh, see who we, who else we got up there. Incoming transmission from Mrs. Drano. Hey, Mrs. Drano. Hello. How are you doing? Hi. Okay, and who else we got up there? Incoming transmission from Methodic John. Hey, Methodic John. Glad you could be with us today. Hello, hello. Hey, I watched the episode. Go me. Woohoo! Ah, cool. Hey. Did you did you get to watch like the ones that you were behind on, or did you just skip to this one? Uh, I watched them. All right. Any uh, further thoughts on those pri- uh, previous episodes now that you've actually seen them? Mm, nothing dramatic, no. Nothing that, you know, listening back to the podcast, everyone else kind of covered everything, so nothing okay. unique, but thank you. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. All right, and who else we got up there? Incoming transmission from Michael. Hey, Michael, how are you doing today? Hello. Um, I'm okay. Yeah. I see your microphone is working perfectly. Yes, yes. Glad to hear that. <laughs> All right, and uh, who else Incoming we got up there? transmission from Mr. Bad. Hey, Mr. Bad, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Sergeant. Uh, getting good. by. Very excited to talk about this uh, most wondrous season finale of uh, Walking Dead. Uh, Ooh, to me too. Perfect. Me too, very much so. And... I think that's everybody, so I guess we could probably do that now, right? Yes. Or can we? Actually, I guess we've got some voicemail-related stuff to play first. Yes, we do. Ooh, let's hear what that's all about. Final predictions. Methodic John. This is Methodic John. I have a prediction. Ooh. I predict that Michonne will be injured in this final episode, and her fate will be left hanging in the balance. Mm. I feel like she's done a lot this season and done a lot over the past few, I guess, seasons. But I think at some point in time, she's going to have her luck at least seemingly appear to run out. Mm. Um, I don't think she's going to be killed off. I just think we're going to be left in the lurch for her. Mm. Mainly, I feel like they are going to kill Sasha off, probably. Yep, yep, probably. um, So we'll kind of see. But I feel like Michonne, maybe I was thinking about this. You know, we had a little character building with her recently. I feel like every time they start to build up somebody's character in the episode, boom, they get the axe. We'll see. see. Looking forward to tonight's episode. And, uh, you know, I'm really curious what they're going to do for the finale to really build up suspense. Like, Mm -hmm. I guess, like, the Rick getting kicked out of Alexandria is the big thing, which just seems not a big thing. (laughs) Definitely headed that way, though. So, who knows? Talk to you all later. Sergeant Reno. Okay, this is Sergeant Reno calling in with some last-minute guest predictions or dice predictions before the season finale. Uh, 
see. I think either Reg or Deanna is going to get killed. I'm going to go with Reg. I think Reg is going to get killed. I think Pete is going to die. But other than those two, I don't think anyone else is going to die. Nobody else will die in the finale. That's my prediction. (laughs) See what happens. All righty, and I will follow this up with instant reactions during the course of better. Mr. Bad. Hey, Sergeant Drano in Station 7. This is uh, Mr. Bad. Just uh, getting prepared for tonight's uh, season finale, hour and a half season finale, and uh, had a uh, last-minute prediction or a clarification. I I think uh, Enid is not so much a uh, mole for the uh, wolves, but, you know, is... Uh, being forced to work for for them because the woman who was tied to the tree may have been her sister or somebody, and uh, they had captured her and they sent her in and uh, you know after uh, sort of threatening her to, to do what uh, you know to help them with their assault that's probably coming up. Yes, they yes. They killed her because you know they didn't need her anymore. And I think um, that rat bastard Nicholas probably met the wolves at some point during their foraging and then uh, mm-hmm. turned. You know, so I think he's working for him too. But uh, wonder yep. who's going to die tonight. I don't think any of our major characters are going to die. I, I think mm. a couple people from uh, Alexandria are going to die, but I don't think yep. any of the major ones or of our people. So uh-huh. anyway, look forward to watching it and talking later. Bye. Instant so. reactions, Sergeant Drano. Okay, we just saw Morgan taking guys out. They're relieved because uh. That uh, might be his severed arm we saw last week, but uh, I guess not. So, so far, so good. More to come after the next break. Okay, we're at the next commercial break. Looks like uh, Carol is still undercover. Uh, I was worried about the extra gun. Yep, she's still got it. That's coming back. So far, I'm really liking what I've seen. Hmm, maybe Rick's going to have to come around. I guess we'll see. Ooh, I got a, I had a bad feeling as soon as I saw the cans hanging from that tractor trailer. And I got a bad feeling right now that I don't think both of them are going to make it out of that. I don't know, it's just a bad feeling. We'll see what happens. Awesome, hey, it's Mr. Bad. Just saw uh, Morgan's back and he's uh, kicking the uh, wolf ass. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> And, uh, all of a sudden, he's like Bruce, uh, Bruce Lee. He's a uh, ninja, Buddhist, uh, kung fu monk master. But uh, <laughs> can't wait to see what happens. That was awesome. Bye. Oh, yeah, I was totally sure one of them was going to buy it that time. Great uh, re-entry for a monk in the story. Yeah, definitely digging that. Let's see. Uh, of course, I feel like the wolves are maybe the three people that they exiled. Let's see how that goes. And uh, I guess maybe this is it for Gabriel. Good riddance, I suppose. Interesting. And I guess we'll just see what happens next. And Carol's badass. <laughs> Glenn ain't looking too good. He's not fit yet. And now we got uh, somebody. Okay. probably next. Well, well, well. Huh. I guess my initial prediction was maybe correct after all. Uh, more or less. But the episode should have you wondering throughout. <laughs> <Don't> prepare. <laughs> Later on. 
Hey, Sergeant Drano, this is uh, Mr. Bandit. Uh, just finished watching the uh, the uh, final episode of the season. That was awesome. Um, completely, I, I really wasn't, uh, I was expecting something else. Much more, uh, I, I was actually expecting some sort of dramatic clash of, between the wolves attacking, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was even more um, dramatic and sensational with all the inner tension uh, that got exposed and oh my goodness <laughs> Red killing that uh, guy just as Morgan comes in that was uh, amazing and it was amazing to see Morgan um, I just thought it was a great episode and I uh, look forward to talking to you all about uh, take it easy transmission terminated awesome okay fantastic cool deal and I guess that brings us to the first uh, segment, then. The, uh, the uh, what do you call it? That's a big one. Oh, wait. Okay, the summary for Conquer. We open on a man sleeping in a wrecked car. It's Morgan! The audience cheers! Morgan smiles at the lucky rabbit's foot hanging from the rear view, gets out, and breaks his fast. He tears open a packet of delicious tender vittles and pours them into a mug. Mmm, good. Then a dude with a W branded on his forehead steps out of the trees with a pistol. Oh, boy. And I start to get nervous because I heard this fan theory that the dismembered limbs that Aaron and Daryl found last week are a match for what Morgan is wearing. Oh, shit. So this guy is spouting some BS about how settlers killed all the wolves back in the day, but they're back now, and the wolf guy is surprised when Morgan just tends to take it all in stride. The wolf guy says he enjoys talking to Morgan, that he only gets to meet new people every couple of weeks. That's a lot, says Morgan. Well, he works at it. The wolf guy talks about how much he misses movies when he gets upset that Morgan is sipping his tender fiddle tea. Put that down, he says. Why, asked Morgan. Because I want it, says the wolf. The wolf wants everything Morgan has, even Morgan's life. I can't allow you to take me away, says Morgan. I will not allow that. Morgan makes a move for his rifle, but the wolf threatens with his pistol and warns him not to. The wolf tells Morgan to just be still, as another wolf sneaks up behind Morgan with a machete and swings. But suddenly Morgan is on his feet, and in his hands is a buck and a quarter quarterstaff. He tells them to go, but instead they charge him. Ho! Ha ha! Says Morgan. Guard! Turn! Parry! Dodge! Spin! Ha! Thrust! And the wolves are down. Morgan picks up the pistol and discovers it's empty. He sticks the two wolves in the car, honks the horn, takes the rabbit's foot, and moves on. We see a brief scene of Daryl on Frankenbike, followed by Aaron in a car as they stop and walk into the woods. Then we cut to Rick waking up from his rampage with Pete. He's in some room being watched over by Constable Michonne. Michonne asks, WTF, why didn't Rick tell her about the Pete situation? Rick says it moved too fast and sort of apologizes for not telling her about the gun. Rick feels like he's back in the train car, while Michonne insists they have to stop being out there. As Glenn, Carol, and Abraham arrive, Michonne asks Rick where he got the gun. Carol is like, you took it right from the armory. That was stupid. Rick follows her lead and takes the blame, says he took it just in case. The Wasties tell Rick about a meeting Deanna is going to have, possibly to kick Rick out. Carol has already planned out what Rick should say. Just tell them a story they want to hear, says Carol. It's what I've been doing since I got here. 
Why? asked Michonne. Because these people are children, and children like stories, says Carol. <laughs> the audience applauds. <laughs> Abraham wonders what they do if words don't work, and Carol advocates force. She says knives will be sufficient to do the job. Rick says if it looks like it's going bad, he'll whistle, and, uh, I've lost my place. <laughs> you know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? <laughs> you just put your lips together and slit some throats. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rick says if it looks like it's going bad, he'll whistle, and then the Lossies will grab the Monroe family and threaten to slit their throats. Then once they have the armory, they'll be in control. Michonne looks shocked at this plan, and Glenn looks pretty uncomfortable, too. Rick dismisses them all, saying he's, he's going back to sleep. At the Monroe house, Maggie talks to Deanna on Rick's behalf. Deanna sounds pretty down on Rick, but Reg tells Maggie that he will argue against banishment. Elsewhere, Sasha is piling zombies she killed into a mass grave. Then, for some reason, she lays down on top of all those stanky corpses and seems to go to sleep. Meanwhile, out in the world, Aaron and Daryl think they're tracking a group of people. Aaron talks about the three people that got banished, two men and a woman. Their leader, named Davidson, was smart and strong. Aaron tells how he, Aiden, and Nicholas dropped off the group a long ways away with some supplies, but no weapons. Back in Rick's room, Carol wakes up Rick to give him another secret gun. Rick asks her why she didn't let Glenn and Michonne in on the secret, and Carol echoes Rick, just in case. Rick says he doesn't want to lie anymore, but Carol says, You said you don't want to take this place, and you don't want to lie? Oh, sunshine, you don't get both. <laughs> in the field, Aaron and Daryl spot a guy in a red poncho. The guy rubs something on his face, and Daryl realizes it's wild leeks, and the man knows that they keep mosquitoes away. Back in Alexandria, Rick walks outside and observes Tobin, and a couple of other guys are armed and apparently posted outside his guards. Elsewhere, Nicholas spies on Glenn, as Maggie tells him that Deanna is definitely going for exile. She says she'll talk to people and build up support. Glenn is clearly bothered by Rick's secret plan, but just tells Maggie he loves her. After she leaves, he sees Nicholas sneaking up and over the wall, and Glenn follows. At the front gate, Gabriel is going outside without his collar or a gun, supposedly for a quick walk. The word of God is the only protection I need, he says. Meanwhile, Rick meets with Carl and orders him to stay home during the meeting. Rick admits he might have to threaten or kill people at the meeting. Carl insists that Rick can just tell them to make them listen. In the field, Aaron and Daryl have lost Red Poncho Guy, but found a Del Arno Foods warehouse. They're 50 miles out, and Aaron decides they should go ahead and raid the warehouse and head back. They easily kill the zombies in the yard, and as they head in near the trailers... I see two cans hanging from a string and get a bad feeling about this situation. Aaron is thrilled to find an Alaska license plate off a trailer, but when they pop one of the trailer doors open, a booby trap is triggered, opening all the trailer doors at once and releasing hordes of zombies. Daryl does an impressive chain triple kill, but the two end up trapped inside a dead vehicle with no steering wheel. Daryl has a clever plan to cover up the windows and hide from view until something distracts the zombies. But then they find a note left in the vehicle, which ominously says, Trap! Bad people coming! Don't stay! <laughs> Part of the note looks written in blood. In Alexandria, Carol pays Pete a visit with a casserole. She demands that he check on Tara. When he yells at her to get out, she pulls her Bud K military warrior knife and casually thinks about killing him. Who would believe I did it because I didn't like you? No one. 
They believe you tried to hurt me. Definitely believe that. Come at me, brah, invites Carol, but Pete is a pussy. Carol suggests he should play ball and maybe not die. She gives him the casserole and says she better get the dish back clean. After she leaves, Pete throws it on the ground. He's not part of Carol's system, and he's upset that he's not in his own house. Meanwhile, Glenn follows Nicholas into the woods but loses track of him. Nicholas circles around and shoots Glenn in the shoulder. Rick meets with Jesse, and they have a moment together that I didn't really care about. Pete spots them talking and is clearly enraged. Back in the car trap, Daryl offers to make a break for it and lead the zombies off so Aaron can get away. But Aaron refuses. He insists that they go together, just like Butch and Sundance, on a count of three. One, says Daryl. Two, suddenly, they hear a voice outside the car saying, Ho! Ha ha! Guard! Turn! Perry! Aaron and Daryl leap from the car to find Morgan taking out zombies left and right with his quarterstaff. The three make it to safety. Aaron thanks Morgan. Daryl asks him why he helped. Why, says Morgan? Because all life is precious. Morgan says he's lost and hands them his map that has Abraham's words on the back. The world's going to need Rick Grimes. And Daryl looks on in surprise. Meanwhile, Gabriel tries to let a zombie eat him but can't do it and kills it instead. Then he kills the zombie's nearly dead victim and dissolves into a pile of man tears. Abraham visits an unconscious Tara but almost leaves when he sees Eugene is there. Rosita says it's okay since Eugene is asleep. As Abraham sits down, Rosita pushes a pan off the counter to wake up Eugene. Whoops, she says. The two make amends and apologize to each other. Gabriel comes back through the gate, and Spencer asks for some alone time later. Whatever, says Gabriel. Thanks, says Spencer. Can you get the gate? Whatever, says Gabriel. Thanks, says Spencer, who walks off. The entire audience groans as Gabriel crappily half-closes the gate, which slides open again, unlatched. In the woods, Glenn has somehow given Nicholas the slip, and the, and the two are cat-and-mousing each other. Glenn sneaks up and tackles him. They grapple for a bit, but Nicholas gets away as zombies start piling on Glenn. Michonne comes to collect Rick for the meeting, and Rick comes clean about the plot with Carol and Daryl. Michonne says she's still with him. He tries to give her his secret gun, but she won't take it. Michonne tells him things will work out, that something will happen to prove his point, that Rick shouldn't try to make something happen himself. After she leaves, Rick recalls what Bob said about fitting in with civilization. He heads out and finds the gate unsecured with no guard and zombie slime on it. Rick locks it up and heads out looking for zombies. Meanwhile, Gabriel enters his church to find Sasha there, wanting spiritual guidance. He says he can't help her and starts talking a bunch of BS about how Bob and Tyrese are terrible people. Sasha knocks him down and thinks about shooting him, but Maggie intervenes and she decides not to. At the meeting... Deanna wants to get started even though Rick isn't there. His friends start speaking on his behalf. Meanwhile, Rick finds zombies and starts killing them. While out in the woods, Glenn finally takes down Nicholas as Abraham takes a giant shit on the meeting. Rick squeezes a zombie so hard its head explodes on his face while the wolves arrive at their trap with Red Poncho. One tells him to be still as they slit his throat and welcome him home. They push a button and music inside the trailers draws the zombies back inside. In the woods... Glenn almost kills Nicholas, but decides to take him back instead. At the meeting, Rick finally shows up with a dead zombie and tells them the score. He makes an impassioned speech as we see the wolves looking at pictures from Aaron's pack. At the meeting, Rick finishes up just in time for Pete to show up and cut Reg's throat in a rage. After crying over his body, Deanna tells Rick to do it, and he shoots Pete in the head, just in time for Morgan to show up and witness the brutal man that Rick has become.
Okay, so how many stars would you guys give this episode? How many stars would you give it, Brian? I gave it a seven. Seven out of ten. Okay, reasonable, solid, maybe not stupendous. Okay. Wasn't um, bad. Wasn't bad. Wasn't great. I mean, the uh, ending kind of left me kind of like in, but you know, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. It just was not the best. You know. Okay. Now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, um, um, how about you, Michael? Uh, what would you give it? i give it a 10 out of 10. Oh, wow! Very strong rating for Michael. Mm. Sometimes you're a tough raider, too. Impressive. Okay, and, um, Mr. Bad, what would you give the episode? I'm in agreement with Michael. I thought it was an amazing episode, and uh, uh-huh. i give it a 10. 10 out of 10? Okay, 10 of awesome. 10. Okay. I hear some noise in the background, so I'm thinking Methodic John might be back on. <laughs> what would you give it, Methodic John? Yep. Sorry about that. I give it a 10, Morgan. 10. 10! Awesome! Sweet! Okay. And uh, how about you, uh, Mrs. Drano? What would you give this episode? I'd give it a 3. 3! <laughs> I was going to give it a 5, but there were so many 10s, I decided to <laughs> She's once again, the curve a little better. She's once again blind the curve. I'd swear she was at a 6 when we first watched it. Then you went down to 5, and now you're at 3. <laughs> We we gotta make you, we gotta start making you go first so you don't hear all these tens flying around. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, and I myself will give it a nine. I thought I didn't think it was perfect, but I thought it was pretty close. So I'm gonna give it a nine. I was pretty happy with what I saw. Quite pleased. Okay, um, what worked and didn't work in this episode? I didn't skip anybody, did I? I don't think I did. No, I didn't. Um, what worked and didn't work in this episode? What made it better? What made it worse? Uh, what do you think, Methodic John? I think what worked was the way they brought um, Morgan into the fold. Yeah. He's looking very uh, not so freaky anymore. and um, <laughs> He's still a little freaky. I guess what didn't work is the Glenn situation. Yeah, he's still a little freaky. But the Glenn situation just didn't work in his episode. How so? What do you mean? Just didn't buy the whole cat and mouse thing? I or? just found the whole thing impractical. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, that whole shot and, you know, but... Okay, fair enough. All right, um, that's Michael. That's what I got. Okay, Michael, uh, what worked in work for you? I liked how they managed to fit in um, that epic Morgan fight scene with uh, the staff. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, what else? This has been here? a season for uh, this has been a season for ancient weapons. We've had a flail, and now we've got yeah, the uh, buck and a half quarter staff. <laughs> buck and a quarter. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Now, um, would you say that? Now, you're our ancient what? weapons expert, I believe. Would you say oh, okay. that was a quarter staff or was that a bow staff? Um, I, I don't know the difference, to be honest. It was definitely uh, a I, I have whack people a in video games with, an, with iron staffs before. A five to six feet high. A bow staff is usually four to uh, five. Okay, so so what do you think? Uh, what do you, what's your verdict, Steve? Bow staff or bow staff. quarter staff? Absolutely a bow staff. Quarter staff. Oh, it's a bow staff. Really okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Mm, interesting. Okay. All right. Um, 
I also, I, th I thought they were really successful at um, running multiple plots at once, you know? Mm -hmm. They showed how uh, fucked up Carol was, how fucked up Sasha was, how mm -hmm. fucked up Pete was, how fucked up Gabriel was, and how fucked up Nicholas was. Huh? All in what, one what episode. You, what, what do you mean, how fucked up Carol was? The girls is Carol, perfect. yes, she <laughs> is. It's just, Carol is like, it's, it's just Carol now, I mean... It's like fucked up in relative to what, like anymore. I don't know, but something about her is fucked up. I, I, I can't tell you offhand. She's like the perfect survivor now. Well, She's you know, fucking chameleon. You couldn't really run a society with a bunch of carols. It, it just wouldn't work. If, if you know what I mean. Carols in their casseroles. Return yeah. this dish clean or die. So yeah. Those are the main things that worked. And I didn't really have any things that didn't work. Um, other people might bring up some things, and I and I could... I might agree with them, but I can't think of anything offhand. Okay, that sounds fine. Okay, uh, how about you, Brian? What worked and didn't work for you? Um, well, what didn't work was Father Gabriel coming back from his little stick with a zombie with no blood on his shirt. Mm -hmm. um, and what did work was uh, Sasha, um, Maggie, and him bring at the end. Oh, okay. I like that. I didn't even mention that in the uh, in the, uh, the 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 summary. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. They were, they were crying together because, at the end there. Yeah, during Rick's speech. They, yeah, they both just needed some forgiveness time, and I kind of like that. Yeah. Of course, I also kind of tied that into why the, the the shirt didn't get any blood on it. But I was really hoping someone would mention as he comes back in, "You've got red on you." But <laughs> none of that. Nice. Yes. Maybe next time. Ugh, oh, awesome. I got it. Okay, um, I think we're to Mrs. Drano. Uh, what worked and didn't work for you for this episode, Mrs. Drano? Eh. Eh? Eh. Was there something that you particularly disliked? Something you particularly liked? Uh, I particularly disliked how Glenn just magically seemed to get out of the zombie situation he was in. Like, well, he is Asian. Don't forget. Uh, yeah, we had that conversation already. Yeah, I hear the problem with eating uh, Asian guy is an hour later you want another one. Mm -hmm. maybe, That's maybe. definitely true for zombies. <laughs> maybe so. Um, yeah, there was that, and no, that's about it. Is there anything you liked about the episode, or you didn't like any of it? Nah, I liked the end. Like the end? Okay. All right. Um, no, I didn't like the end. You didn't like the end? Uh, the end sucked. <laughs> Did you like the uh, Morgan stuff? There was a lot of Morgan in Yeah, Morgan was fine, though. I don't know about all that, like, bow staff. Or quarter staff. Yeah, quarter staff, bow staff, quarter, whatever. Quarter staff. The, the stick. <laughs> I don't know about his stick. That stick was awesome. What you talking about, Willis? I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it had, like, little carved stuff in it, too. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> awesome. Okay, uh, Mr. No, oh, oh, there's more. Um, I had something, but now I forgot it. Oh, if you think of it, just say something. Okay. Mr. Bad, what worked didn't work for you? Um, you know, I really love seeing uh, Morgan, uh, the quarterstaff, uh, should be bowstaff, bowstaff, <laughs> worked what, great for me. I mean, I was surprised, uh, but it was like, you know, uh, a little black Yoda just uh, uh, materialized into the zombie apocalypse, you know. So that was cool. <laughs> I like seeing the wolves. They were very freaky. Um, uh -huh. 
the whole scene with uh, Daryl and Aaron was great. And then um, that trap they set uh, in the food cars was really uh, Yeah, really, really that was good. pretty cool, too. Um, I liked them uh, traveling, uh, looking for the guy in the red poncho and then seeing the red poncho guy, you know, his throat slit by the wolves. Uh, um, I didn't really get the... When they were when they were supposedly trying to track the wolves and stuff, they're driving along on their vehicles and then they stop and go into the woods. I didn't really get why they would decide to stop there and go to the woods. Anybody got any takeaway on that? Yeah. I think, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, I really like the Father Gabriel uh, aspect. You know, I I, I oh. saw you know. It was like, um, I think last week I said I really liked the culmination of the uh, Rick arc. Well, I thought mm-hmm. this was a great culmination to uh, Father Gabriel's, uh, you know, really demented kind of self-loathing kind of uh, place. And he was uh, lashing out at everybody. You know, he wanted to, seemed like he wanted to destroy um, everything because everything was tainted, you know, with uh, the, the violence. At, that everybody uh-huh. was experiencing, but um, and I yeah. really thought Maggie, you know, uh, reaching out then, you know, healing not just Father Gabriel but probably Sasa. That was mm-hmm. really amazing. A, 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 a great deed by uh, uh, Herschel Green's daughter. Very true. Mm-hmm. true moment there. Okay. Okay, and I think we're to me. Um, let's see what worked. Um, I really liked the Morgan bits. Uh, I was uh, impressed, pleasantly surprised that we got as much Morgan in this episode as we did. I was I was afraid that we were just going to get another cameo at the end, or or possibly even no Morgan at all. So I was I was very much pleased that we got quite a bit of Morgan this episode. Um, I was also uh, I I felt genuine suspense throughout the episode. Uh, I really thought that certain characters might get killed off, and the fact that they didn't, it doesn't really bother me. As long as I thought that it was possible that they could, that works for me. And I guess part of that's not even really due to the episode, because as I kind of mentioned in the uh, the summary, uh, I heard a, a fan theory. Somebody uh, took a real close look at, at the severed limbs from last week that Daryl and Aaron found, and... Some of them were apparently a match for uh, for for Morgan's arms, uh, like the wedding ring and the, what the sleeves looked like, and uh, the, the 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 apparently they were uh, a black male, black guy's arms. So there was some speculation that uh, that those might be Morgan's arms. So I was afraid in that cold open. I was afraid that that might end up being a flashback. We were going to see Morgan murdered right in front of us, which would have been super disappointing. So I felt some genuine suspense in that scene. I was afraid he was going to get killed off, and uh, it was pretty great when he uh, instead kicked their asses. Um, I also was uh, convinced. I would heard another rumor, not really a rumor even, that... uh, but apparently Norman Reedus sold his house in uh, Georgia or something. Mm-hmm. So there was a rumor going around that he might be leaving the show. So someone, Aaron and Daryl, and Kenner, that trap, 
I was uh, genuinely fearful that that the, that at least one of them wasn't going to make it out of that, and and I was genuinely surprised as well when uh, when Morgan showed up and saved him. So that was awesome too for me. Um, I was uh, I also uh, you know really wondered if if Glenn was going to make it out with all those zombies piled on top of him. <laughs> I think even the wife uh, thought that that might be the end of Glenn. But uh, but apparently, I mean, it's possible he could still be bitten, but it seems like maybe he got away unscathed somehow. Maybe that was a little bit unbelievable. And Not only that, but he's, the, he's the only Asian on the show, so I didn't think he was uh, The show is only anti-black, huh? not anti-Asian. <laughs> um, he's got black hair. He's got black hair. That doesn't matter. It's straight. <laughs> um, and I guess that'll kind of take me into the the stuff that didn't work uh, it 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 feels like a bit of a cheat that uh Glenn had like three zombies piled on top of him and just all of a sudden later he's free and sneaking up on Nicholas um so some of that cat and mouse stuff felt a little bit cheesy to me I guess uh didn't bother me too terribly much uh, I didn't really care about the Jesse stuff at all so you know, who cares about that? Um, the Sasha stuff, you know, I'm kind of iffy on that, too. It was kind of interesting seeing her lay down on the zombies. I don't really know why she did it. It was it was very reminiscent of a comic book cover featuring, uh, or a comic book image featuring Michonne lying on, on the top of a bunch of zombies. Uh, it's not actually part of any of the stories, but there was just a like a uh, some some cover art that uh, one of the artists did of Michonne lying on top of a whole bunch of zombies. It was kind of interesting, so it reminded me of that. And when I first saw her do that, I thought at the time that maybe she'd see the wolves come by, and they just think that she was like a dead body piled on top of all these other dead bodies, and she'd maybe see them come by, and they wouldn't see her. But uh, but no. It, they didn't do that, so... I yeah, she know. just wanted to land some bodies. <laughs> I guess she just wanted to land some bodies. Uh, <laughs> does not compute, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I was wondering if she was really exhausted, because I don't think she slept in a long time, that might be a safe place to to sleep, not a very uh, palatable place. Because <laughs> well, she smells like zombies, so she yeah, won't get attacked by the zombies? Exactly, yeah. And maybe, I don't know. I mean, if you... If you're that tired, if it were me, I would just go back inside the wall and lay down in a bed. I wouldn't lay on top of a bunch of zombies. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I thought it was met- metaphorical. Yeah, I thought yes. they were going for some sort of symbolic statement. I'm still not exactly sure what it was. I guess we're supposed to be comparing her to the zombies in some way. Um, I think she wanted to be with them. She wanted to die. Yes. She wanted to die. Oh, okay, that's pretty good, Methodic John. I like so, that. Yeah. So much of the life essence of the things before the zombie apocalypse were dead in her, you know. She lost uh, Bob, her brother. There's so much horror going yeah. on, and all she wanted to do was kill. So I was like, "That makes sense." I mean, I, I think she even says later that she wants to die. So, that, which is very much like it, Father yeah. Gabriel. I thought that was very uh, nice parallel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, and I guess that does it for me. Uh, I was pretty happy overall. Uh, I was I was a little surprised that there wasn't like a big confrontation between the wolves and the and uh, Alexandria, or that there wasn't some kind of you know big zombie threat. But as little surprised it's funny because I predicted that none of our mains would die but at the same time I was a little surprised that none of them did but uh, pleasantly so I mean at this point I like everybody that's on the show pretty much um, so I'm kind of glad that none of the people I care about got killed off so um, I'm pretty happy with it overall alright uh, smartest dumbest uh, what was the smartest thing somebody did in the episode and what was the dumbest thing somebody episode somebody did in the episode uh What's your smartest, dumbest, pathetic, John? So I think the smartest thing was Rick coming clean to Michonne. I think that's good in the long term because that means Rick's coming to grips with things and that'll be easier for him to kind of move past his drama. So I right. think all in all, that, that, like he kind of needed to do that, kind of come clean conscious-wise. And I think the d- dumbest thing um, was Glenn climbing over the wall. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I would have just kind of been like, "Hmm, let me go tell Diana." Diana Excellent that point. Excellent I mean, point. really, like, I think I would have made. That's how I would have handled that, and been like, "So here's a situation." Yep. Somebody came. <laughs> I think I just heard a situation. I'm not sure what it was. Do you have that? Ah, uh, sorry, I was rinsing something in the sink. My bad. Uh huh. Just so long as it wasn't your penis. <laughs> oh, it was your penis. Disgusting. <laughs> Missed the spot. It's like Austin Powers. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you might want to get that prostate. Uh, or, uh... Or Naked Gun. I think they yeah. put it on Naked Gun, too. <laughs> I think that one's been done. Awesome. Okay. Okay, uh, what's your smartest, dumbest, Michael? Um, well, my smartest, I think, in the moment, uh, was killing Pete. Instead of, uh... <laughs> instead of just, um, like, having... Doing all this, like, banished bullshit. Just killing that little shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, my dumbest, uh, I guess I'll just pick between the three I have. I'd say putting Pete in Michonne's house was pretty effing stupid. And that she has, like, a fucking katana on the wall. Oh, they put Pete in Michonne's house? I didn't even notice that. That's how he got the sword, isn't it? Oh, was that Michonne's sword? I didn't even notice that, too. Yeah, that w- oh. that had to be her sword. Man, I need to watch that again. I did not even pick up on that. Did anybody else uh, notice any of this stuff? It was definitely a katana. I assumed it was hers. <laughs> well, if it's definitely a katana, it's got to be her sword. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. Wow. Yeah, looking at it, it was definitely forged in the, you know, 400 AD time period. So, yeah, that <laughs> lines up with Michonne's of rolled, cold, hard steel. Yes. Definitely. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. Good eye. Uh, good eye, Michael. I did not pick up on that. Nice. Wow. Good one. Okay, um, Brian, smartest, dumbest. Uh, telling Michonne was, uh, was uh, very smart. Um, the dumbest thing, um, since it really hasn't pan out for several months, I think Deanna letting Rick shoot Pete 
uh-huh. really kind of shows everyone how cold she is. I mean, banishing uh-huh. people is one thing. Uh-huh. Killing someone, especially in cold blood. I mean, uh-huh. you can make it, the county people can almost argue that she's going, she's doing it because Pete killed Rich. And that's it. Right. And Not she really is. I mean, that's pretty, and it's pretty clear we'll that she is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but we'll see what happens. But even before that, I mean, Rick told her, you know, I this is what's going to have to happen. So she's going to have to do a lot of convincing to the townspeople so they don't go ape shit over her. They may still like Rick because of the fact that yeah he did it, but yeah he did it because she told him to. So we'll see what happens. I just I just don't I just don't think that was the smartest thing. I do have one other dumbest thing, and that was uh, Glenn going after Nicholas. Oh, I still don't understand why he did it. He really did not have to go. I mean, besides him going yeah. outside the walls, but still, it would be like, you know, screw him. Let him go kiss yeah. himself. Now, here's a question. Do you think that he realized it was Nicholas? Because we only saw the guy, he only saw the guy from the back very briefly. So maybe he I just thought he it was some random dude, but... I mean, no, even I so, you don't, you don't have to go out. Yeah. yeah I, I think he knew uh, it was Nicholas. Uh, okay. Cool deal. All right, uh, Mr. Bad, smartest, dumbest. Um, the smartest was, I, to me, was the wolves trap uh, with the uh, the trailers and the walkers, and then their mm-hmm. unique way of getting them back into the trailers with the that was disco pretty lights. interesting, yeah. The disco lights, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, there. I knew in 1970 there had to be a purpose for the Bee Gees, and now we know <laughs> it's to lure uh, zombies into enclosed mm-hmm. in, uh, space. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing. Disco has a purpose, but um, dumbest. I was torn between Morgan not killing those wolves, which didn't uh-huh. make any sense to me. He tied. Well, he values up, all life now. But he tied him up and peeped the horn like he was like dinner time for the zombies. Uh, I think he was just wanted to, to delay them for a while, trap them in that car. I mean, it's and I don't think he tied them up. I think he just kind of piled them up on top of each other. I thought they were in the car. Tied, but you might be right. So the dumbest <laughs> for me was Carol not killing Pete. I mean, you had that <laughs> great scene, the knives, you know, dig into his neck, and she just leaves a casserole and uh, takes off. Well, he is a doctor, and she wants him to check on Tara, right? Tara's uh, fate is still, you know, uncertain, so she wants she wants him to do his freaking job and uh, check on his patient, so yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense not to kill him. All she right did then. was antagonize him. I mean, here's a worthless, scumbag, weak bully, and um, she just provokes him to a, a crazy rage where he ends well, up killing somebody. Well, maybe this is the long con. Maybe she wanted to provoke him into doing something uh, crazy that would essentially uh, get Rick back in everyone's good graces. What do you That's think? That's pretty interesting. <laughs> He's just been threatened by this woman here who tells him to return her dish clean or else. It's almost a wonder that he didn't show up and try to hurt Carol instead of Rick. (laughs) But that almost does seem to be the catalyst that drove him over the edge. So, you know, part of me wonders if if she isn't doing a long con here, getting... uh, Pete to be the catalyst that gets them back on uh, Deanna's good side, maybe. I don't know. 
yeah. possible. <laughs> Getting her husband killed will, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not unless uh, Rick's going to uh, become her new, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the constable of her heart, let's say, you know. Wait, what? Uh, you're, you're talking about Jesse. I'm talking about Carol. No, I was talking about uh, Rick and um, Diane, you know. Um, you know. Oh, oh Diana, okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that her husband's dead, you know, she, mm-hmm. Rick obviously is horny, so there's an opening for him. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. Yeah, I, I, what do you think of Carol telling Rick, oh, you know, like, Trina, you're just a little boy, you know. <laughs> you don't Oh, sunshine. Sunshine, yes, <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Carol is amazing. I'm so glad they didn't kill her off this season. I was afraid they were going to because they've been developing her character so much this season. Yeah. It's practically been the Carol season. So I was kind of uh, I was kind of fearful that they might uh, wrap her up, but they didn't. So we still got our fantastic, fan fucking tacit. All right, um, were you done with your smartest, dumbest, uh, Mister Bad? Yes, that was mine. Okay, um, I think Mrs. Drano is otherwise occupied at the moment. Uh, so let's see. For mine, um, for dumbest. I think I'm just going to agree with uh, you guys talking about um, friggin' uh, Glenn following Nicholas over the wall. Um, I didn't even think about it, but totally right. That was a stupid thing to do. Um, Totally. As a a runner-up, I'm going to say that Rick's initial plan to, if things don't go his way, to grab the Monroe family, and threatened to slit their throats. I think that was like, an extremely poor plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was pretty damn stupid. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little upset that nobody called him on that, but I don't think that was a good plan at all. I mean, yeah, okay. Maybe you could get Al- out of Alexandria alive with that plan, but there's no way you're going to be able to stay here and hold this place against people. I mean... Hearts and minds, hearts and minds, and you don't win hearts and minds by threatening to slit people's throats. <laughs> um, for smartest, let's see, um, I think I'm going to agree with Mr. Bad. Uh, the wolves are fairly impressive at this point, at least with their trap set up, <laughs> and the music that gets the zombies to go back in the, uh, in the trailers. That really makes you think at, at uh, you know, what else you could do, you know, with uh, with something that lures zombies to a certain point like that. Like, what kind of applications could you, uh, what kind of other applications could that have in terms of getting zombies to do what you want them to do? It really seems like the wolves have become experts at using the zombies as tools to do various stuff, and I'll, I'll be kind of interested to see... Um, where that goes next season, uh, if we see other 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 ways that the the walkers the the wolves use zombies, because it really seems like that's their thing. That the wolves are using the zombies as tools for this, that, and the other. So it'll be interesting. Hopefully, hopefully we get a reveal on all those torsos that they like to collect and do something with. Here's a thought. Yeah, I had a... Oh, oh, who, who was that? In Sonic John? Who was that? I was going to say, um, 
I had something about possibly zombie behavior, sort of kind of along that line. So just Ooh. maybe remind me later. Oh, okay, <laughs> I definitely will. Um, now, here, uh, here's a question that I, I heard somebody bring up, uh, not in this podcast, somewhere else. And uh, uh, anybody have any thoughts on why uh, in, those, in the backs of those trailers, they had like uh, several zombies that were on hooks, sort of... Uh, Immobilized near the doors of the ba- of those trailers. Anybody know why they did that? Anybody oh, got any ideas? Any think, thoughts on that subject? I, I didn't think they were zombies. Well, I was going to say if, if people passed in front of it, fear factor would be the only thing. But then again, you had that horde of zombies coming at you. I don't know why. So go ahead. I thought they were humans that they had uh, hooked to help lure zombies in. And just to be bastards, um, yeah, because they were very fresh looking, you know. Oh, they like, got the they got the music though for that. Yeah, but um, uh, <laughs> the first time maybe. And I think at least one of those uh, zombies on hooks had nothing below the waist. I think the legs were totally chopped off. So, I mean, that's not going to be human for very long. I thought they were all. Broken. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought uh, to to tell you is that it would. My understanding was that let's just say it would prevent them, someone from hiding back in the um, the car or the truck Uh, or the hmm. the trailer. I guess is the right word. Mm -hmm. So that if people, you know, if they were scrambling around the yard and the trailer was empty, well, they could just go back in and shut the door. Well, maybe by. I thought that that was kind of my take on why they were there. It was yeah, more to, bad. Um, and also maybe to help corral people. As a barrier. Yeah. Yeah, as a barrier, and then also back when it, you know, they uh, when they're trying to corral the zombies back into the cars, that uh, with the noise, the zombies will see other zombies and be like, "Oh, what's this guy found over here? <laughs> I should go over." You know what I mean? It's like that's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So that might facilitate the corralling. So that was my take on it when uh-huh. I kind of saw it, and I was like, "Oh, I guess that's what they're using them for." Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, Mister Mathijan. Uh, um, I like that. Uh, the only thing I could think of was maybe um, they were they were set up they were hung near the doors so I was wondering if maybe they were positioned there to somehow discourage the zombies inside the car from banging against the door because if you if you hear a bunch of zombies banging against the door to try to get out obviously you aren't going to try to open the door to that car so the only that was the only thing I could think of that maybe they were put there immobilized to discourage the other zombies inside from trying to uh, press up against the door and, and make noise against the door to try to get out. So, But I, I like Methodic John's idea, too. That could also make sense. Interesting. Okay, uh, let's see. I think we're still on Smartest Dumbest. Um... I guess we're I guess we're done with that. Uh, the wife is still otherwise occupied, so I guess we'll move on to uh, questions raised, which I already r- raised some questions. Anybody have any other th- uh, questions that were raised by this episode? Yes. Ooh, what you got? A real simple question: How many wolves are there? Are we looking at them? Is there a group? No, that's a good question. 
Yeah. I mean, now, well, yeah, I mean that's that's really well, you know the, the episode, like uh, I said, was, was 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 mediocre for me. I mean, it was good. I liked the uh, part. I mean, I was more of the first part. Love when Daryl and Aaron got trapped, and then, uh, but I just uh, had more questions about the wolves. And now that we yeah. finally have seen them. You know, why are they putting, I mean, I understand why they're putting W's on there, but, you know, who's doing it? Do they do it to themselves? You know, that mm-hmm. guy seems nuts. So. <laughs> now, so. Uh, question for you. Um, there seemed to be some implication in the episode that maybe the three guys that they exiled might be. And that was also another question I had to, yes. Yeah. But then towards the end, when they were looking at the photographs of a Alexandria, that kind of implied to me that maybe they weren't aware of Alexandria until they found Aaron's pictures and that this was going to kind of lead them there somehow, that maybe these weren't the exiles. Yeah, well, they, they, they alluded to that, but that also could be, because I thought the same thing, because uh, mm-hmm. they said it was two guys and a girl, and then that mm-hmm. one woman was tied to that one trace I was wondering if that was her. Um, but right. then when they got to the, you know, the photos... You know, mm-hmm. they don't know where these guys are from because they never saw them. So maybe they're mm-hmm. like, hey, they're doing better things at Alexandria. We might want to go back. So mm-hmm. they really didn't. I mean, I understand totally how you got what you Because I almost said, yeah. I, I, I kind of thought that too. But on the yeah. flip side, it's like, hmm, huh. You know, they, these assholes kicked us out. So I mean, we might want to yeah. go back. <laughs> and I have to think, at least at this point, there has to be more than three of them. I mean, it takes more than three guys to knock over a friggin' town like uh, like the place where Noah used to live. Um, so, I mean, I feel like there has to be more than three of them now, but at the same time, we've still only seen just the two guys. Anybody got any thoughts on that? Um, I, um, I think there may just be a very small uh, amount myself. That's what I got from that. Um, I thought... Do so you, think, you think a couple of guys knocked over Noah's community? Well, just being opportunistic, really. I mean, they got a whole bunch of walkers, they infected, and they it's not like they killed everybody individually. They uh, they destroyed the community. You know what I mean? They, that could uh, be, could be. And maybe that's... If, if, if Enid, for example, is a, an infiltrator, maybe that's what they do. <laughs> You know, they uh, they weaken uh, it, they cause disruption, and then they feed on the uh, the weak people scattering. You know, uh, so that, now that's this is another issue. Now uh, we we know that the at least these two wolves are at this point fifty miles out, fifty miles out. That's not very close, and they yeah. seem to mostly be on foot. You still think that Enid is uh, connected into this somehow? I do. I do think Enid is still uh, a plant, and I uh, basically don't think Nicholas is. He uh, he, he cried uh, like a little girl. He's not a wolf, that's for sure. <laughs> it is. I am a little surprised that they didn't uh, elaborate on. I mean, I, did we even see Enid this episode? I don't think we did, and we didn't really get any more on Nicholas either. Is somebody else starting to say something? I was going to say. I think that those are their two runners. Or two of their runners. I think those two oh. guys, the wolves, are, are those. So they're, so they're scouts, like basically. Uh, okay, yeah. so the so the main group yeah. might be closer to Alexandria than these two guys, I guess. It's my take on it. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. Um. I, I don't know about closer, but I just would say that these two are scouts because if you think about that that 
yeah. the warehouse, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that doesn't, that seems like it's a, like a checkpoint for the lack of better words. It's not their home base. Um, well, they call it would home. Make sense it said, welcome if, home. If this is their, I thought it was more for like the zombies. Yeah, home for zombies, yeah. What did you say, Brian? I think another question could be really raised and like, why are they doing the traps? I mean, <laughs> why do they want to kill more people? I mean, it doesn't really make any sense. You would think they would want more. You know, with, <laughs> you know more people, oh. better protection. I'm like, you know, I, mean, I, I just don't... I mean, maybe they didn't answer it. Maybe I just didn't see it. Or maybe I didn't hear it. But it just seems like they're just killing people for no good reason. <laughs> well, uh, the only thing I can think of is what the guy said to Morgan. He He wants everything he has. So I guess they take their stuff. And, I don't know, maybe parts of their corpses, I don't know, if we're still doing the cannibalism thing. Or, I guess the wolves more seem geared toward using the zombified corpses for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, another question I thought this episode raised is, of course, uh, what is Morgan going to think of Rick? We've got Morgan established as this guy who holds, now seems to hold all life sacred, even the wolves... Uh, and now he's just seen uh, Rick shoot a guy in the head. So, <laughs> what's uh, what's Morgan's reaction to that going to be? Uh, any thoughts on that? Well, I think he'll be horrified. <laughs> what did he say? You know, all life is uh, precious. He wouldn't even kill yeah. those two people who tried to kill him. And they're yeah. just yeah. executes a guy, you know, like a mafia uh, guy, uh, right in the middle of, of I mean, there's you know, <laughs> the families. It's like, you know, they're toasted marshmallows, and Rick, covered in blood and guts, blows the guy <laughs> away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying... Thinking- almost- I'm not saying he didn't deserve it, but, uh, yeah. you know, you could uh, take him away somewhere quiet and do it quietly, <laughs> you know? Nice. Okay. 42 minutes to quarantine failure. Good to know. Okay. Uh, anybody else got any questions raised, or shall we move on into quotes? Well, um, you, you were talking about how many uh, wolves there were. Uh, me and uh, Michael were thinking, well, it, it doesn't seem like there's as many uh, Alexandrians as we thought. I thought there were at least 100 or so, maybe more, and there was only like 20-some people around the uh, the campfire. Mm, that's a good point, yeah. I guess I should have counted them. Yeah, <laughs> so much for that giant community. Yeah, I, AM, <laughs> AMC's just being cheap on extras, maybe. Yeah, those bastards. Unfortunately, that's probably true. <laughs> Yeah, they talked like every everybody was there except for uh, Gabriel and Rick. So that and doesn't. What the hell? Is, is Spencer um, the other Diana's other son? Yes. What a moron! What is she a breed bunch of morons? <laughs> he, he's he's on gate duty and then he just walks away and says, "Oh, you got that?" It's like, what are you too <laughs> fucking lazy to p- turn a latch? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm. I want you guys. I'm curious as to you guys' reactions when Gabriel just kind of cl- casually pushes the gate behind him. He's <laughs> like, "I'm just gonna walk over here while this thing kind of like boys shuts and then slides back up." <laughs> it was just so silly. 
I mean, I liked it. It was funny as hell, but it was pretty damn silly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ah, okay. I guess that brings us into quotes. Anybody got some good quotes? I got a number of them, but uh, anybody who's got some, you guys go first. Anybody got some quotes? I got one. Ooh, what you got, Brian? Dish, I want that dish back clean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that. I swear was the best quote in the entire. I mean, there were probably some epic ones, but that I thought was the funniest one. I want that dish back clean. I'm like, oh god, oh she's not getting that back clean. <laughs> well, I didn't break it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Awesome. Okay, anybody? Anybody else got any? No, I don't have any. Unfortunately, I didn't get to rewatch, so I didn't get. To okay, no problem. Well, I will make up for it because I have several. Uh, my first quote is because pe- these people are children, and children like stories. <laughs> Carol. And my next one is also a Carol quote. Uh, you said you don't want to take this place, and you don't want to lie. Oh, sunshine, you don't get both. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Morgan with Because All Life is Precious, Daryl. Yep, yep. And Michonne is uh, Something's Gonna Happen. Just don't make something happen. I think that's great advice. It was maybe slightly convenient that the zombies got in right then, uh, just in time to prove Rick right, but, you know, still. And the last quote I have is Abram, Abraham apparently saving up all his shits to say, there is a vast ocean of shit that you people don't know shit about. Rick knows every fine grain of said shit. And that's um. That was excellent. That was good, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess that brings us to Walker of the Week. Okay, this is the... Uh, the time when we each give our award to our favorite Walker of the Week, or we give it to a character that we believe behaved in a manner no better than a Walker. So who gets your Walker of the Week award? Methodic John. I give it to an actual Walker, which was the Walker that Rick slowly killed with the gun, even though he didn't pull the trigger. And kind of just like smashed the gun into the guy's face. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Are you talking about the one where he, like, squeezed it so hard that his face exploded all over him? Yes. <laughs> yes, that that's my water of the week, that one. That... I, was, I was trying, I was looking at that again, I was trying to decide if I could actually, like, see a pyrotechnic go off inside the walker's head. <laughs> that was slightly ridiculous, but at the same time, it was, it was so funny to me, I, uh, I don't care. But <laughs> that, was, that was pretty great. It was a little weird that the walker seemed to be reacting when it was being, like, throttled by him, because I don't think a, rock, a walker would really care if something was squeezing its throat or not, but yeah, whatever, and it was just great seeing its, its, throat, its face explode all over him. <laughs> that was some seriously Peter Jackson stuff right there. Um... Okay, uh, who gets your Walker of the Week award? Michael. I think I'm going to give mine to Nicholas. Nicholas? <laughs> I'll go ahead and say that Nicholas gets mine, too. Let's face it, he was the most despicable acting person. Uh, Me twice. Yeah, 
Yeah, even more so than Pete. Yeah. Uh, somebody said something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I gave him the, the same person. So three. Nicholas. Okay, Nicholas run as well. Okay. Mr. Bad throws in with all of you guys. He cried like a girl. I don't belong here. I don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> We did see quite a few man tears this episode. <laughs> okay, okay, awesome. And, um, let's see, uh, yeah, the wife is still, uh, maybe the wife is going to bed. I don't see the wife. Uh, and if, do, do what, Brian? As far as I know, she's messing with the pool. She's saying, like, when it's turning blue. Oh, cool. Good to know. <laughs> I put a whole bunch of shock in it. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. And, of course, you guys know that I gave my necklace, so we'll move on into the Roger Award. Roger. And there's a lot to get done before you can afford to lose me. Roger. We got this, man. We got this by the ass. Roger, Roger. Let's go, baby. You all right? Perfect, baby. Perfect. Roger. Roger. Watch it. That is wild. Okay, this is the award we give each week to the character that we think kicked the most ass in the episode, but who is also a character who doesn't have plot armor that we think might potentially at some point get killed off in the story. So who gets your Roger Award? Matthias John. That is such a hard one um, to really kind of really? come up with. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? I mean, there's. I feel like there are a few candidates, right? Oh, okay. Um, who are your kicking, candidates? Uh, Sasha. I feel okay. like, you know, she definitely kicked a lot of ass. Um, okay. We've seen her kicking ass. Yep. Um, I feel... <sighs> I feel like Morgan... I hate saying yeah. that. Why? I like the heat, yeah. Because I like him. <laughs> so, so, well, hey, he doesn't have that's... plot armor. Well, Or does he? I don't know. Maybe he does have plot armor. Yeah. There's no way he has plot armor. <laughs> Exactly. So I, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Those okay. those two, and you know, there's a lot less. So a, lot so a tie between in. Sasha and Morgan. Yes. Did Sasha actually kick ass in this episode, though? I don't know. Throwing away dead people kind of makes me feel like they're <laughs> kicking some ass. Okay. It's not something nope. you want to do. Yeah, huh? that's pretty ass kicking. I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> You wouldn't lay on top of them, at any rate. Yeah, that's kind of hard. Right. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, Michael, who gets your Roger Award? I think um, since it's the end of the season, I didn't take into account the uh, is probably going to die aspect. So I just uh, said, who's the biggest badass? And I think it's Morgan. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily who is probably going to die. It's just somebody who doesn't have plot armor, right? I mean... Uh, basically, it could be any character on the show, probably, besides Rick, or maybe Carl, right? Um, <laughs> it's just whoever kicked the most ass, other than somebody who probably will never get killed. So, uh, Morgan, yeah, I think that's a pretty strong choice. <laughs> that's my choice, in fact, as well. I'll go ahead and say that uh, I'm giving it to Morgan. All right, um, Brian. Who gets your Roger Award? Oh, I gave it to Morgan, and mainly for the simple reason his altruistic attitude right now really doesn't fit very well within their world, and uh -huh. I think he's just—I think he's the new Dale, and I'm afraid it's going to get him killed. 
Hmm, I like that. I hope he is the new Dale. That's an interesting idea. If he is the new Dale, he would be the most ass-kicking <laughs> version of Dale that we've had to date. That could be interesting, yeah. Okay, uh, Mr. Bad. Um, I seem to be in an agreeable mood this uh, today. I'm going to go for Morgan. He definitely kicked the most ass, and I don't think he's going to be around for more than a season. I mean, he's a pretty oh, famous actor who does a lot of different things, and I just That's true. I don't see him being around a long time. And yeah, I think his main purpose is to uh, retrieve uh, Rick's humanity, and then he'll die. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Yeah, I hope he succeeds. That would be nice, yes. <laughs> okay, awesome. Alright. So I have your uh, wife I have your I have your wife's Roger Award. She said Judith. Judith <laughs> Judith. That is a pathetic she's, Roger Award. We don't even see her in the episode. She's a little ass kicker, but she's going to become an hors d'oeuvre. An hors d'oeuvre, did you say? Yes. That's that's dark. That's pretty dark, the wife. You will relate to her that I thought that was pretty dark. <laughs> okay, um, I guess that brings us to uh, the um, zombie analysis segment. Oh, sorry. Oh, somebody. I'll take some questions. There's a man going around taking names. These creatures cannot be considered to They prey on humans. They do not prey on each other. These creatures Okay, uh, Methodic John had an observation regarding zombie behavior. Let's hear it, Methodic John. Well, I mean, we've got to talking about it. It seems like they could be, for lack of better words, trained. I don't feel like we've seen that type of uh, behavior uh, previously um, uh, kind of laid out. Um, am I well, missing they, in something? Well, they seem to be sort of uh, just sort Irrelevant. of attracted to random shit, uh, whether it be an egg timer or disco music. <laughs> Yeah. But you get you got the feeling that maybe this went above and beyond that with the oh, track. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I feel like they definitely, you know, they, they all seem to be quite orderly, even with the noise and the music, uh-huh. um, falling in line and getting back into the the the, the cars. It just seemed awfully convenient. They did seem to be really, they, it seems, yeah, I agree. It seemed like they, they started to go back into the trailers a lot more quickly than I would have necessarily expected them to. Yeah, like they were indeed trained to do that. I agree. Yeah, that's a great point. Okay. And that All right. Be per- crappy, messy production. <laughs> it could be, but let's pretend it's not. <laughs> Exactly. All right, yeah. Anybody got out any other observations, or shall we move on? I'm, I'm just an observation through some of the stuff I've seen that they've been put in to the promo with is that they're looking, the zombies are now looking much more skeleton uh-huh. uh-huh. uh, More evidence that they are indeed decomposing, and maybe eventually most of the zombies will run away. Yeah. 
I'm looking forward to the companion series, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah, starting up the summer sometime. Bit, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you guys are game, I'm definitely planning on covering that. Why the hell not? <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's go into the survival segment. Give me that dog. What do you mean? I mean, give me that dog. What are you gonna do with him? You can't open the door to let him out. The bomb's life will go off. The dog's gotta go. We're going to need every bit of air to breathe ourselves. After a while, we'll be laying on the floor to get fresh air. But he's just a little dog. He doesn't breathe. We can't have him here. No. Dog's got to go. Don't you touch him. Wait a minute. Won't do you any good to cry. It's all over. A little while, you'll be thanking me. Get rid of that dog and help it off a lot. Oh, my God. You'll be glad we don't have that extra pair of lungs when you're laying here gasping for breath. Okay, and tonight's survival segment is uh, you guys are in Aaron and Daryl's conundrum. You're trapped in a vehicle surrounded by walkers. Apparently it's a trap. Uh, you got the note in there. Uh, only you don't necessarily have a convenient Morgan showing up to save your ass. Uh, so what are you going to do in this situation? How do you get out of it? Uh, what do you do, Methodic John? Well, one thing that I was thinking about is, and, and I should have paid more attention to the, to the vehicle, is it it's felt like, like a minivan. Is that, yeah, so I mean, there was yeah, it seemed like it was a minivan, a, yeah. Like a back glass window, right? Yeah. Could they not have tried to make a break out of the absolute rear instead of going out the side doors, which would have had less people. Um, Another thing that kind of harkened back to the prison, they could have ripped apart the seats on the interior dash and tried to make, uh, like, armor, for Uh lack of better words, to protect their skin from bites. So I think I might have tried to go on for some sort of armor gone MacGyver uh-huh. on the car, ripped rip the car apart. I mean, after all, they had that one episode where Daryl and Beth are, like, scavenging with, like, a plastic bag and a headlight and some other <laughs> random crap and, like, you know, got pretty awesome with that. So I felt like they could have, using that same ingenuity, have done more to protect uh-huh. themselves from the, the masses there instead of just going out the easy doors. Uh-huh. didn't make sense to me. Oh, that's pretty good. I like it. Okay, cool. All right, uh, Michael, what would you do in this situation? Can you say the situation again? Uh, you're stuck in the car like Aaron and Daryl are, and you've got the note that says it's a trap and you shouldn't stay in there, uh, but you don't necessarily have Morgan coming up to save your butt, okay. so uh, uh, okay. what do you do? Well, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. If I don't have Morgan... I, I think well, that, you don't know uh, if you do or not, so... Oh, I don't know. Well, I guess assuming that I don't... Yeah. I think, um... I, well, you can't really hide, because uh, you, you're going to die, those guys are going to get to you. And I think instead of having myself eaten alive um, when they get to me, I'm going to take a chance of, at being eaten alive and just charge for it, like uh, they were planning to do right before work. Oh, okay. So I, I think right. it's pretty futile uh, in, in there. I mean... <laughs> Okay. Not much you can do. Uh, work. Okay, Brian, what would you do in this situation? I want to see the car. Hold on. 
It's hard to find it. Um, <laughs> okay. Because, like you know, a, if it has a trunk, I would say, you know, if it had a trunk, I don't know if it had a trunk or not, I would say go to the back seat, get in the trunk, and hopefully yeah. the zombies will not be as much on that end. Um, but yeah. it looks like a hatchback. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't really tell. I mean, but if it had, yeah, this is a hatchback. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much screwed. Besides, <laughs> you know, trying to get the, trying to get the seats up. You know, and you uh, those as a as a makeshift shield, sort of like push them away. Maybe they'll have some better luck with that. Um, yeah. um, you know, and, and try to you know go through one door. You know, mm-hmm. whoever they think has the, the least zombie, if they can get a seat up, use it and yeah. use it to you know get it open. Use that to kind of push as many of them as they can away. That would be oh, the, okay. That'd be an idea. Um, so if, remove if, the if seat from the vehicle. Actually, use it as a shield. Quarantine failure. But if it, I'm sorry. So remove a seat from the vehicle and use it as a shield. Yeah, or use it That's as a preventive battering ram. Uh huh. So I mean, but if, if the car had a trunk, I would say just get into the trunk. Yeah. Try to use a, you know as much you know as much noise to try to get into the front of the car. Pop right, the trunk, right. you know, you know, wish for the best. Yeah. But it yeah. looks like a, but it looks like a hatchback, so. <laughs> My my thoughts are along the same lines. I'll go ahead and say, um, you know, if you got a trunk, uh, tear through the seats and have one guy hide in the trunk while the other guy bangs around in the front to get as much zombies to the front as possible, and then jump out the trunk. Cause since you got a hatchback, I'd say uh, cut some of the uh, cut some upholstery off so you can cover yourself up and hide yourself in the back at the hatch, and then once again banging around the front to try and draw as many zombies to the front as possible uh, so your your guy in the back can pop out and uh, get away and then just lead zombies away from the vehicle enough so that your other guy can get out and then you can probably then you can probably deal with the situation so yeah um, Mr. Bad what would you do in this situation? Oh, I think that's very good um, I agree with everybody I thought their original plan, just put a blanket over your head and don't let the zombies <laughs> yeah. see. I think that would uh, actually do be very good. Yeah, um, it would be good if the, if the note wasn't in there. I love that note. <laughs> that, was, that note was great, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That'd be funny if, if the, uh, the wolves wrote that note just to fuck with people. <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch until the second viewing that apparently the, they'd taken the steering wheel out of that thing. That was kind of interesting, too, I thought. Interesting. Um, okay, uh, is that everybody? I've lost, I've lost track, kind of. I think that was everybody. Okay, uh, I guess... I guess we'll do predictions. Yeah, let's roll into predictions. This man and his team created a series of equations which tell us with a high degree of probability where it is going to be at a certain point in time. Event window determined extrapolating sound and vision. Okay, this is the, uh, the segment where we each give one prediction, uh, not based on any spoilers or interviews or comic book information or anything like that. In this case, it'll have to be a prediction for something that we think is going to happen next season, season six. 
so, uh, what prediction do you have for us, Methodic John? I don't know. I was trying to think of one that would be easy, but I feel like the easy one would be Carl Gets Lucky. I don't know if we covered that. <laughs> I feel like I might have even said it before, but, you know. It is possible you did. We can we you can make it again though. You can double down on Carl getting double lucky. down on Carl getting some ass. Carl gets some ass, by which we mean actual intercourse, huh? not just kissing or whatever. Definitely, you know, sec, you know, second base, third base, not kissing. Yes, third, third base. Okay, you know, is third then they base. have that awkward father son moment. <laughs> I know this is the zombie apocalypse, but you know. <laughs> now, third base. I'm trying to remember. Is that the same thing as a home run, or uh, what's the difference? Um, no, a home run is a home run. Third base is definitely not a home run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're predicting third base, not a home, not a home run. Yeah, I'm. I'm predicting. You know, definitely. Yeah. Okay, third base in parentheses. Okay. Carl gets a mask, Princey's third base. Got John. Okay. All right. Uh, Brian, or, yeah, Brian, what, you got a prediction for us? Um, honestly, I think that they have Morgan now. I think he will basically die mid-season. Oh, I think okay. he'll be our, he'll be, he'll be our traumatic, oh my God, we lost another black guy. So, just so we keep <laughs> that, that, that joke up. But honestly, okay. I think he's here to either learn from Rick and teach them his way too and then suddenly uh, die because I think I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm guessing that they're going to set it up where you know the wolves are going to be much more prevalent and then we'll have the same thing like with the governor at the prison yeah. that they attack at mid-season uh-huh. and that's where you know that's where Morgan and a few other people die so okay. Diana probably included so we'll see I mean I wouldn't mind seeing that alright that'll work okay uh, Michael have you got a prediction for us um I don't really have any accurate prediction, no. <laughs> okay, we we'll go for inaccurate. Give us an inaccurate one! Yeah, go on limb, we don't care. Okay, I think that um, Morgan is going to go into a state of depression that his long-lost friend um, has just murdered a man right in front of him. Okay. Okay, so, um, Riggs... Brutality will make Morgan depressed. Okay. Michael. Alright. Mr. Bad, you got a prediction for us? I'm going to double down and say that Enid is a wolf. I, (laughs) I think Morgan will die and he'll save... Carl. He wasn't able to save his own son, huh. but he'll be able to save Rick's son, and he'll die saving Carl. Okay. And then Carl will uh, mur- murder Enid. <laughs> okay. Wow. You're going way out on that. Okay. Enid is a wolf. Morgan will die saving Carl, and Carl will kill Enid. Oh, and e- uh, Carl will get some ass before he kills her. <laughs> we'll get some ass, then kill Enid. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Alright. 16 minutes to quarantine failure. 
My goodness. Okay, so I guess now I gotta make a prediction. Hmm. Ah, boy, I gotta think of something. Okay. Alcohol-addled brain. Try to come up with something, because we sure didn't come up with something beforehand. We didn't have time. Um... I'm going to say, yeah, this is most likely wrong, so it's probably a great prediction. Uh, Morgan will survive season six. Yeah. Like You're going to be argumentative now, aren't you? <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, that's, that's definitely completely contrary to everything we know, or think we know. So yeah, I'm going to say Morgan will survive season six. I think if anything, uh, I probably agree with you, but I don't know if it's funny to do that. But we'll, 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 we'll. There, there you go. <laughs> okay, um, I think that's it for predictions, so I guess we can go into the uh, spoiler quarantine. Initiating spoiler quarantine. Okay, uh, I guess the first thing I was going to note about uh, Comparison's comic book is Morgan's being portrayed a lot differently than in the comics. In the comics, he's kind of uh, portrayed as extremely unstable, uh, very emotional, kind of inept. At, at everything, uh, because he's just kind of paralyzed by the loss of his son. Whereas this Morgan seems very zen, very competent, a good survivor, and I'm kind of interested to see what that might mean long term. I'm kind of hoping it means he'll stick around for a while. Do you know what I want to see? What, what do you want to see? I want to see when walkers do eventually get in. Because I, I don't really remember this part of the comics. I haven't gotten to this part in my reread, so it's been a very, very long time. But I remember Rick covering himself up, some other people up. I think that one Jesse and one of her kids up with um, zombie guts, so they could get from one place to another. Don't remember where they were going, and right. the kid gets torn apart. So yeah. it's just like I want to see that. You want to see, see Sam get really, torn to pieces? I mean, because they really don't show children really being majorly affected by this. By, you know, by, you know, we've had Micah, but that was by human. I think that would really go like, oh, God. That's true. We, so, I don't think not, we have seen a kid being torn apart by zombies yet. Yeah. We haven't. So, yeah. And yeah I, in the comics. I, I, I like to see Carl shooting the head. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see that, too. That was a really cool moment in the comics. A big character moment for Carl. Ah, scared of spoilers, eh? Well, thanks for joining us, uh, Michael. We'll see you next time. Uh, I I actually would like to do a wrap-up show this time around, so expect to come back in about a week or so, and we'll go through the the predictions we made for the season and see how we did. All right. right. Yep. Good night. Take it easy, dude. (laughs) Talk to you later. Um. Yeah, in the comics, uh, both uh, both Sam and Jesse are killed by some walkers that get inside the walls. Uh, Jesse dies because he's, like, moving around too much and the guts smeared on him don't fool him enough. And then uh, Jesse dies because she just holds on to her son and refuses to leave him behind. And I want to say she tries to, like, grab hold of Carl, too, but Carl... <laughs> 15 seconds to Carl ain't having that shit, so he... (laughs) 
<laughs> he gets away. Nine, um, eight, seven, but yeah, six, I kind of expect five, at least Jesse. Four, I expect to be gone three, soon. Sam, I'm two, hoping maybe uh, we'll have some uh, ongoing stuff with Carol, but we'll see. And we're back. We're out of spoiler quarantine. Um, okay, and we're to the uh, final I thoughts. And I have one more spoiler. Everyone dies. You have one more spoiler. Everyone dies. Everyone that's dies. All right, let's go on. Uh, I don't know if that's a real spoiler. I mean, <laughs> okay, mortals, everyone so. dies eventually. Eventually, exactly. <laughs> Which isn't a spoiler because they're not immortal. <laughs> okay, does anybody have any final thoughts about this particular episode before we wrap up the show, close things out? Uh, how would you guys rate it as finales go? Um, I thought it was pretty strong. Uh, um... Trying to think over the various finales we've seen. It's it's kind of interesting because I feel like The Walking Dead, traditionally, uh, their sort of big episodes have tended to be like an episode or two before their finale. It seems like in the finales, a lot of times they don't kill people off. It's like the episode or two before the finale that they kill people off. And this was kind of in keeping with that. Mm-hmm. Um... I think it was up there with the best. Uh, was it the best? I'm not sure. I can definitely think of some finales that were worse. Uh, I'd say I, I'd rank it up there. Yeah. Anybody else got any thoughts on that one? I would say it's one of the bottom ones, only because it didn't really feel like a finale. It felt like, okay, well, next week we're going to have another episode and Morgan's going to be in it. That's really I, how I thought it ended. Yeah, I can enjoy I get it. don't get me wrong, but it really—I mean—it really didn't have that. Okay, boom, yeah. like you kind of expected. Um, I, I, I know I, what I, you I, mean. I, yeah, viewers were expecting some kind of big confrontation, either with the wolves or with walkers, and that was not delivered. And it kind of feels like it kind of feels like it should have been. I guess. It'd be just another episode, yeah. It was just filler episode to start with season six. So, I don't know if I'd call it filler. I mean, there, was, there was a lot of really good character stuff, and they finally delivered on Morgan in a big way, so I don't really feel like it's filler. We finally got Morgan up with the rest of the group, and so it's hard for me to call it filler. Um, even then, even with Morgan being introduced, it didn't feel like it was like, oh, God, Morgan, and then it was like, oh, Morgan's back. I mean, it just, especially at the end when they was like, he's looking at Rick, it just, it really, I really expect next week to see an episode and they're going to talk it out and hug it out <laughs> and, you know, whatever. I mean, I really kind of expect that. It just really didn't have that, you know, it didn't have a, I guess, the cliffhanger that you kind of expect, that you're mm-hmm. waiting six months for it to be solved. You're just, you're, I, that anticipation just wasn't there for me. I don't know. I, I kind of see it as a classic cliffhanger. You have Morgan showing up saying, resistance is futile, number one. And then you have uh, Rick saying, uh, Mr. Worf, fire. So, yeah, to me, it's it's like typical cliffhanger type stuff. It just didn't have uh, that thing for me. Okay, all right, understood. Okay, and um, do we know what the title of the next episode is? Eight no, minutes I, to quarantine I don't know failure. Next no. 
<laughs> I guess we don't. Um, I guess, really, the next thing we have is uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, which I think the commercial said summer 2015, so I expect I, that to happen fairly soon. Uh, somebody said something? I, what? I, I, I think they're going to tie that into... I think that whenever we know, if we know the, uh, the date for when the Walking Dead starts, I think it will be six weeks before. So I think it will start <laughs> in September. That's, That's what it. I think it will I, I am praying that we get it in July. But, you know, I think it will be either end of August, beginning of September, we'll get six weeks out of it until Walking Dead actually starts, and then they'll tease us for three months. Well, s- September's not summer, is it? Uh, it's summer, end, summer ends on September 21st. They'll yeah. probably start Really? It. That late? Wow. Yeah. For some reason, I, I mean, thought that was me, fall already. Just, just, well, it technically is because we're so used to school being, but honestly, I think they'll start in September. I really do. I mean, I hope they start it. I would love it for the be in gym. Okay, I just don't know if we're going to get it. I hope, I hope it is. Don't get me wrong. I would love to go six weeks in the summertime with, with uh, you know, with more zombies. Uh, okay. What did you All think? right. What did you oh, think of I just don't the, think they're uh, going to do it. Commercials. I would say, what did you think of the commercials you heard for uh, the uh, Walking Dead spinoff? Well, the one I saw didn't have much to it. It was just basically the title and, you know, summer 2015. So, it didn't give me much. Yeah, but that that little bit of a clip made me think, okay, it's not starting until September. They really don't have anything yet. That's what I was thinking. But we're not going to see it in June. I mean, June's, you know, two months away. Um, I just don't think we'll see it. That's it. I hope, this one, I hope I'm wrong. I'm willing to. Because I would like to see really how they start it. And at some point, they're supposed to get it where they're, like, in tandem with each other. I, I just don't know <laughs> that's how that's going to happen, especially for, you know, that far back in time. I think that's a bad idea. I think they should offset them as much as possible so you, when you fling one's agree. off, the other's on. Yeah. yeah. I agree. And wh- I would like to see... Now, this is going to be kind of spoiler-ish, but, uh, so uh, can I mention characters from the comic at all? No. Guys are like, a, <laughs> okay, I, I don't want to, but I have a, an idea of what of some of the things they can do with a spinoff in comparison to the the Walking Dead now. Hmm. But I um, what do you think, Steve? We're out no? of spoiler quarantine. Should we reinitiate spoiler quarantine? Uh, what the hell? Yeah, initiate <laughs> another spoiler. What? Wait, what? What? Uh, I was saying, we can just talk about it afterwards. But yeah, go ahead. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's have another three-minute spoiler quarantine. Uh, before we do that, can I just finish my thought? Uh, the commercials no. for the new Walking Dead uh, were radio shows talking about uh, be careful <coughs> out there because a lot of people are getting sick. And I liked it because I ah. had always been down on uh, their hypothesis that a, the uh, zombies themselves could destroy humanity. I think it has to be tied in with a uh, a plague or some sort of you know uh, uh-huh. massive flu pandemic. But here mm-hmm. we go. Oh, I mean, I have heard that uh, that the new show is going to start sort of before the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. We're going to see the lead up to it, um, and that sounds pretty strong. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's give it. Let's have another three minutes for the quarantine. We'll see what uh, Brian's got for us. Initiating spoiler quarantine. Warning: Four minutes to quarantine failure. <laughs> 
Oh my. <laughs> what you got, Brian? Four minutes. My God, it won't take that long. Um, I would like to see them introduce, when they find out who Negan is, the yeah. actor playing him, I would like yeah. to see them with the Fear of the Walking Dead have him basically not part of it, but like a cameo, and show him full on, give him lines, maybe a little uh, portion of an episode, him trying to get home or what have you, and do that with other characters that they do. Because L.A. is a big place, and I would really kind of like to see mm. them introduce characters that way. You know what I'm saying? Like people trying to get home, and you know they don't quite make it, or you know yeah. they make it home, but you're, but the character has been introduced, and then we see him later being completely another douchebag. Yeah, like maybe you know before he becomes a bad guy, like he's just a yeah, regular exactly. dude trying to survive. Yeah, that, that could be strong. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I would like to see. A, I would like to. I would really like, kind of like to see that he's a businessman. He's flying home yeah. wherever he lives. I forgot where. Yeah. Um, and you know, and they introduce him yeah. that way. I would really like to see that because I'm hoping yeah. they're going to stay at the very beginning, and they can do uh-huh. it with other characters too. Maybe one or two, nothing major. So yeah, yeah. Incidentally, I'm still really hoping that they. I'm still really, really hoping they pa- they cast Patrick Warburton as Negan. I still think he'd be the, the best choice. I think, he, I think he, I think he has a look for it, but I don't know if he's you know I don't know if he's young enough. Oh, I think he's young enough. We don't really know how old Negan is. So, that's true. <laughs> he's about as old as Rick, I'd say. We'll see. Okay, uh, did you have anything else to fill up three minutes? (laughs) That's pretty much it. That was the thought I had. Here's a question for you. Um, You were saying about Morgan in the comics was really crazy and demented, and here he was was rational. He was like, you know, uh, a uh, a Zen monk, you know, uh, really. Um, Do you think uh, he'll be able to uh, save Rick, you know? Turn Rick into his grasshopper and lead him to the uh, path of righteousness. It kind of feels like it's heading in that direction. That's if I were to bet. If I were a betting man, that's probably what I'd bet on. Yeah, he's going to be the Obi Wan or something like that. I, hope I would so. tend to agree with that. Rick needs saving. It does, uh, I was looking back through the comics, and they are tacking really close to the comics with the Alexandria stuff in a lot of ways. Even some of the stuff that I thought was kind of silly, uh, when I look back in the comics, nope, that's how it happened with the comics, so it's hard to argue with it. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, and we're out of our second spoiler quarantine. Quarantine failure. And we're to our uh, final moments of the show, so uh, I think we are going to have a wrap-up show in about a week. Um, I hope you guys could uh, make it. Obviously, I'm going to have to press the button in a minute. Uh, so again, to my final th- uh, final things that I say. Uh, as Karen De herself has written, a careful observation of the only key to create complete awareness. Next order of Woody will last one week, and during that time, you'll observe. Well, I guess you won't observe the Walking Dead. To quarantine failure. <laughs> but do send your uh, hate mail to us at station 7 the door at gmail.com and presto, it will be transported directly to us. Leave us voicemail, 252 377 And uh, thank you, namaste, and good luck. Call recording has been completed. Goodbye.
Well, it looks like my internet crashed, so that means the episode's over. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.